Well, hello, everybody. The new branding. Just Browsing is back. Yeah. New logos and everything. New, new logos. Thanks, co-host Young Matthew. Yeah, it took a lot of time. It actually was a lot easier to do this one than the uh, original one, which was a real masterpiece. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think it's well known and well established at this point that neither of us have any sort of artistic talent. So, so words and a loading <laughs> circle it is. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hey. I think sometimes, it looks sharp. Sometimes the more simple, the better. You know? I think it looks sharp. Yeah. You know? I mean, look at Apple. It's just like... An apple with a little bite out of it. Boom. Simple. Done. Most recognizable brand in the whole world. Nike. Little swoosh. Fucking genius. Pretty soon, just browsing, it'll just be a little buffering sign. Adidas, three dashes. Yeah. There you go. Simple's better. Then if you get crazy with it. And then you get some of those logos and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> I think, I, honestly, I love it. So thanks for throwing it out together because it looks a lot better than the old one. It does. Not to shit on your previous work or anything, but... Dude, I don't know what I was thinking for that one. I was like, oh, we got to get like a creative logo, draw people in. And then the more I looked at it, the more I was like, this is probably pushing people away because they would think the quality of our logo is so bad that the quality of the podcast has got to be bad. It's one of those things that, so I was thinking the same exact thing. And it's one of those things that, you know, the whole don't judge a book by its cover. But if you're walking through Barnes and Noble, you're going to skip the book that has like a really bad cover in favor of the book that has a really cool, inviting looking cover. Yep. You just are. That's just how human beings work. You're going to pick that one up and go, oh, what is this one about? You're so going to skip The Hobbit because it's really boring for The Lord of the Rings because those are f- fucking awesome. Sure. I don't know what the covers look like Me for either, either of those books. But, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> I think The Hobbit was just like a green cover that says The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. There you go. Lord of the Rings might just say Lord of the Rings, you know, <laughs> The Fellowship of the Ring or something. I don't fucking know. But anyway, but, so the point being, I agree that I think when people were scrolling through their podcast feed looking at new podcasts or whatever, they would see that. And then see that compared to like, I don't know, some sort of a more professionally produced podcast with like an actual good artwork. Well, like I was like clicking through co-hosts. some of them and a lot of them are just like the title of the podcast. And then it's just like one or two different like colored backgrounds. Like yeah. there was nothing like fancy. And I tried to get way too fancy with that first logo with like a guy yeah. shopping, like just browsing yeah. through the store. Yeah. Like in my head, Which, it made sense. The idea is really good. I just think we need someone who actually knows how to draw right. <laughs> to do that. To do so, it. Yeah. So if you're a graphic design artist, I think we've already said this, but we need your help. We need your help. Yeah. If, if you want to build us a logo. Yeah. We will, know. we will compensate you. Zach will compensate you. <laughs> Someone will compensate so, you. Someone at Just Browsing will compensate you. We'll get you we'll, in touch with yeah, them through we'll, we'll, we'll get uh, our, just some browsing at yeah. gmail.com. Yeah, we'll get our intern on it. And uh, and yeah, they'll they'll pay you. Um, but anyway, so yeah, check out the new logo um, on all of the... It should be up now on all of the different podcasts. It should be podcasts, up on everything. Platforms. It's on a Facebook yeah, so. page. We probably need to update Twitter and Instagram with it. I, I updated the Instagram page, nice. so that one's updated, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we kind of got... It. Follow it. Kind of got a new look, so uh, thanks for all of the support, everyone. And today, we will be covering... We're doing another movie flashback podcast, and this is going to be covering the year 2018. So it's been a few episodes since we've done um, one of our previous movie flashbacks. Last time, we did 2017. So for any returning guests, you know how this works. For anyone who's new, basically what we're going to do is go through a list of movies that I saw in the year 2018 that were also released that year. And I have ranked them on a scale of one to five stars. We're basically going to go through them, cover what they were, what stars they got. We're going to cover our top fives for the year. And then we're going to talk about the highest grossing movies of 2018, as well as the best picture nominees and what movie won best picture. So very movie-tastic themed episode today. So 
Um, without further ado, let's just dive right in. Have you had a chance to kind of look over the list? Uh, yeah, I've got my top five ready okay. too. Um, so I think what I'll do is I'll just kind of, as we've been doing in the past start, what I've done is I've sorted it from like the lowest amount of stars right, to the highest amount of stars. And yeah. then we do our top five. So I'll just kind of start there and we'll go from worst to best and talk about them as we go along. And then we'll go from there. So first on the list is 50 shades freed which i believe is number three in the 50 shades trilogy i'm not exactly like the most uh i saw the, astute I, I saw the first the, one and that was it so. yeah of the 50 shades franchise um it's definitely i've talked about this before because i'm pretty sure these movies have been mentioned on prior movie flashback episodes i'm not the target audience for these movies so you know, what is the target audience for the Fifty Shades type movie? I it have seems a like feeling, it's like a dominatrix type. I have a feeling it's it's largely the demographic is largely female, and would I would probably guess maybe middle aged women. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like one <laughs> of those like, weird my, movies where you're like, it's I don't, just a dude that like abuses a woman. In, in yeah, the, I don't. I don't anticipate there being too many guys out there who have ever read the book or seen the movies without being pressured into doing it by their significant other who is a woman. <laughs> so um, I think that's kind of the demographic there. I don't think this movie's made for guys like you and me. We're more of no. like the you know Godzilla versus Kong and <laughs> yeah. James Bond type guys. So um, you know, I gave it one and a half out of five stars. Like it, they're just not very good movies, but you know, a lot of people love them. So more power to you. It's free country. Um, next up is Skyscraper. The the Rock movie, the Dwayne Johnson movie, where um, I don't know if you have you seen this one. Isn't it kind of like San Andreas, where like something bad is about to happen, so you, he like comes to the rescue? That's pretty much largely that description right there is like basically every Rock, rock movie. movie yeah. <laughs> so yes, you're correct. Basically, in this one, I'm pretty sure he plays like a he's like a some sort of a security consultant or architect guy or something like that, and there's this really rich guy who's building like the world's tallest, most advanced skyscraper or something like that. And he's the rocks character has gone through some horrific incident in the past where he lost both of his legs. So he has like, I think prosthetics from the knee down on both legs or something like that. And obviously bad guys come to take over the, the skyscraper or whatever. And the Rock's stuck in there with them and can't get out. And he has to like save the day. It's, it's pretty much typical of the rock action movie stuff. It's, not that great. That's why I gave it two out of five stars. But it's also not a bad movie. I mean, if you wanted just some pretty mindless entertainment, just throw that on. I mean, that's how most just of the rock movies are. Yeah, it's just yeah, big explosions. The Rock with like some cool one-liners, beating up bad guys. That's pretty much how it goes. He's a little bit more. His character in this movie is a little bit more vulnerable than characters that he's played in other movies, like the Fast and Furious franchise or something like that. But he's still the Rock. You know what I mean? He's just the Rock with he's, like. Prosthetic legs, basically. Like, so, um, I don't know. It's okay. I, I haven't revisited it since I saw it the first time, I don't think. so. Um, next up is Game Night, which I gave two and a half out of five stars. Game Night is a comedy um, with Jason Bateman and Kyle Chandler and like Rachel McAdams, I think, is in that and several other pretty prominent actors. Um, it's funny, but it's not as funny as I was hoping it to be. It's, I think it's one of those comedies where... You know, a lot of people talk about this who follow movies. The comedies will come out and you'll see the trailer for it and all of the best funny parts are in the trailer and then you see the movie and you're like, I've already seen all these funny parts and laughed at them already. That's and how comedies kinda, suck you in. Yeah. They, they give yeah. you all the funny parts. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, you think it's going to be in the movie. Riot. Like, 
Yeah, and then Which you're like, even in it. so I saw all of the ten best jokes in the trailer. Like, why am I watching this two and a half but, hour movie? But you already whatever. paid, yeah, so yeah. they got you in there. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, normally I'm a real big fan of Jason Bateman stuff, and he's been in a lot of great comedies. But this is just not one of the better ones, in my opinion. Um, next up is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. This is another one I gave two and a half out of five stars. Um, I like the Jurassic Park franchise, and there's definitely a lane for those type of big budget summer blockbuster dinosaur, you know, action adventure movies. And I love Chris Pratt. This movie's just kind of a mess plot wise. There's just a lot I've going never seen on because I've heard it's not very good. And I'm not yeah. the biggest Jurassic Park person. Well, I'll say this: it. Jurassic World, this movie's direct predecessor, was not as good as the original Jurassic Park, but it was pretty pretty good. I mean, it was pretty. Fun. I feel like Jurassic Park as an original is one of those like really hard movies to kind of follow. It's hard to later top. on. It's hard to top. And honestly, like the direct sequels to the original Jurassic Park are still fun, but they're not as good as the original. Like in my opinion, the original is the best one, hands down. Oh yeah. But Jurassic World, the original was actually pretty good. This one is just not. I mean, it, it in my opinion it's a big step down from the original. Um it was I was pretty disappointed with it to be completely honest. But if you like Jurassic World, if you like watching dinosaurs run around and eat people, then by all means, fire it up, you know. It's it's fun. Um did you know that uh there's scientists that are actually trying to bring to life dinosaurs right now? Like they're literally working to bring alive Dinosaurs. I think I saw... Um, I think it's like in Japan. Yeah, of course. It's somewhere like that where they're trying to fucking clone things and bring back <laughs> dinosaurs or whatever the hell else they're doing. Um, I saw something on Instagram not that long ago where someone was like... They had posted a link to an article kind of talking about exactly what you just said of like scientists are trying to find a way to genetically bring back dinosaurs or something like that. And then someone commented to the tweet or whatever it was and they're like... Man, if only we had like five movies describing why this <laughs> yeah. was a really terrible idea. Oh yeah, that's right, we do. Like, yeah, you know, that's that's not. You great. know, if they want to bring back dinosaurs, I'm all for it. Fuck it, let's just do it. But we gotta find a very secluded island to where we can put it on, and just be like, no aerial dinosaurs will ever be recreated. We're having mines in the ocean. So if any dinosaurs start swimming, they just blow up. We're like protecting the world because if we just allow dinosaurs to roam, for, or or we just don't bring back any, you know, carnivore dinosaurs. But that let's would just, the, let's just have a bunch of herbivores on an island and be like, oh yeah. look at this one, oh I pet it, and all of a sudden like, what's the one with the you? big necks called? What are those ones called? Long neck, long tails. <laughs> no idea. I'm not a big dinosaur person. Um, I think. That's what's part of the fun of the story of the Jurassic Park franchise is like that. If that was coming back and it was going to be commercialized by a big corporation, like say Disney or something, was going to be doing it, they would definitely bring back the carnivores because that's where oh, all yeah. the money would be made. It's like, do you want to come to Jurassic Park Island to watch herbivores eat leaves off of tall trees, or do you want to watch a T Rex like eat smaller dinosaurs and then eat your children because it broke <laughs> through our barrier because we're not right. very good at building barriers? Right. It's just not a great idea. Let's just leave it for the movies and, and or wait till we're all dead and then we can bring them back and we don't have to worry about it. Sure. I'm not really sure how we would do that if we were all gone, but. I mean, like the people that are alive right now. Like, wait till I'm dead, at least. Oh, oh you know, and okay. my kids. And then it's not your. My problem. kids can go get you know, and their kids and their kids and their kids can go get eaten. But I don't want to go get eaten. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't want to get eaten either. Shit, I dude, I had an alligator chase me in Florida one time. Those are pretty much dinosaurs, dinosaurs. and that's dinosaurs. scary yeah. shit. Even yeah. all you have to do is run in a zigzag, and they can't—they don't understand what's going on because they can't see you. Yeah, the most terrifying—the most terrifying thing about alligators and crocodiles is that they're. They're unlike other predators in the world in terms of like other animal predators that we observe where they're just like, you can tell there's no, they're like killing robots. You know what I mean? There's just no emotion in it whatsoever. They're just doing it because that's all they do is they just eat things. Like that is their their primary function to just eat stuff. You know know what I mean? Like it's pretty terrifying to watch and especially how they'll like latch on to stuff and do that little barrel roll thing and like rip off limbs and stuff. Like, oh my God. Um, anyway, I don't know how we got, we got sidetracked about, yeah, because crocodiles of crocodiles and stuff. But next up is another, in my opinion, disappointing sequel. Pacific Rim Uprising, I gave two and a half out of five stars. It's not that good, if I'm being completely honest. I am a gigantic fan of the first Pacific Rim. I think it's one of the most fun, underrated movies that's been released in a long time. The second one, just to me, seems like a lot of other... Sequels to big Hollywood successful franchises. It's just a cash grab. And there was none of the the creativity and the imagination that made the first one so fun and so entertaining. It was just like clearly them just going, hey, the first one made a lot of money. Hey, random director, we're giving you the keys to keep making more well, movies I think, in this I think franchise, it's funny, you know, you know as, a, as a moviegoer or, you know, the consumer of the movies, we sit there and we, we judge it. And the people back in Hollywood were like, we don't give a shit. You paid to watch this. Like, you, it was successful the first time. We're going to be successful the second time and at least getting you in to pay to watch yeah. bullshit. And that's movie. the thing. That's how movie studios look at the success of a movie. It's just it, money. Not only is it, like, obviously they want movies that they produce to win awards and to be critically acclaimed. That's all great. But that's all kind of icing on the cake. The cake is the money that they earn yeah. in return for producing that movie. It really is an investment. All it's, they're looking for is a return on their investment. So if they release a not very good sequel to a very successful prior movie and it makes $500 million at the global box office, they don't really give a shit. Yeah, to them, it's successful. We made money on it. It's successful. We could probably make a third one at some point. That's really all they care right. about. But if you're looking at it in terms of like, how good is the movie? It's not that good, unfortunately. Which which really bummed me out because like it's I said, it's not worth I, wasting your time. Yeah, I, I really loved the first Pacific Rim. It's pretty awesome, but the second one's just not as good. Um, the next up is Solo, a Star Wars story, and I gave amazing this one, that Mr. Jones here has a Star Wars movie with a two and a half star. Which I do agree, Solo is not. It's it's kind of a cool story, and you know we all you know they're gonna do all these side movies, mm-hmm. but they definitely botched it pretty hard in my opinion on it and yeah so you know obviously thanks for pointing out that i had a star wars movie on here that was not very highly rated so are you really a good star wars fan yes is it in your top five well, wait let's not jump there yet, hey but. Th- this this what I t- this is what ought to tell you that i am a good star wars fan and i'm a realistic star wars fan because i'm not just saying oh it has star wars in the name it's five stars automatically you know i'm saying okay i'm looking at this movie independently and giving it an actual critical assessment and my assessment of it is that it's just not very good it's probably the worst star wars movie hands down the worst star wars and it's not to say that solo is like a bad movie but compared to the rest of the franchise it just doesn't look very good and i think 
there was just a lot of problems with this movie, with the production, with the guy who got cast to play young Han Solo. There was all this rumor mill about how they had to hire an acting coach to help him out and on the movie and all this stuff. Bunch That's of red you flags. you know you shouldn't hire someone to be an actor. Yeah, bunch of red flags. And I mean, I think that guy's been in a lot of other successful stuff and has been you know pretty well acclaimed in other movies. But And I thought he honestly did a decent job being, failed on the being big like stage. a young Han Solo. But it's just, to, I think to a lot of Star Wars fans... Don't get me wrong. I'll take more Star Wars stories any day of the week because I just love that universe and I think it's fascinating. No, you're going like to get a lot. Spend more time in there. But did we really need to know Han Solo's backstory? Did we need like an entire movie showing how Han smuggler. Solo got to be where he is? It's like you kind of know all you need to know about Han Solo the minute he's introduced in yep. the first movie. You know what I mean? So it's like it just felt it's the third or fourth movie, right? It just it felt kind of unnecessary. Yeah, you know, and I, agree. I, and I think. That's something that I would like to get into in a future podcast episode is what Disney is doing in terms of where they're taking not only the Star Wars franchise but the Marvel franchise with all of these spinoff movies, these spinoff shows. At a certain point, I think the discussion really needs to get serious about is there going to be franchise fatigue at some point where people are just like, you're making too many of these and not enough of them are like really worthy of creating an entire show out of so well, like so you're just oversaturating the market with this thing that was awesome and now you're just kind of ruining it you know i think for a quick you know insert into that like the mandalorian's good i think there does need to come a point where they're like okay we're, we're maxing out at two seasons because we didn't want to make a movie about it but we wanted to make a show right so you max it out at like two seasons to kind of tell the story mm-hmm. but you're not trying to break the box office with you know a big release and i think marvel's doing the same thing um you know with what's the vision they got wandavision WandaVision. and falcon and the winter soldier right so i don't think any of them actually need a movie because those movies would probably flop pretty hard right so they'll be show with them is is probably the smart way to go and it's like okay do a show but do a like Two to three seasons don't oversaturate right. the don't show go because eight seasons or something. Yeah, because people are gonna sit there and they're gonna be like, "You're just dragging out just like random." Right. You know, it's kind of like Fast and Furious. They're just trying to come up with more ridiculous shit to happen. <laughs> right. And some of the stuff, like unless they're coming out with a new Avengers movie, then like you're gonna they're gonna build to that. But I feel like you can't come out with a new Avengers movie. Like we just had the War of the Universe. Yeah. You can't... I mean, the only thing I could think of would be like an Avengers versus Justice League. Yeah, so that's... it's. I mean, that's what I want to talk about at some point and have like a larger discussion about that because I honestly think a lot of people who are fans of these franchises and these characters are getting kind of concerned about this. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm watching the Marvel spinoff shows. I've watched The Mandalorian. But at a certain point, if you're going... Like, I think they have... A, I don't know if you've heard about this, but they have a spinoff show, a Star Wars show planned for Cassian Endor, who was the character in Rogue One, like the the guy who worked with Jyn Erso to, right. like, go, you know, uh, get the plans to how to kill right. the Death Star, whatever it was exactly. They're going to have make a whole show about that so guy. they're trying it's like, to do dissect we need a, everything. Do we need a show about that guy? Like, I don't... You know, at a certain point, it's like, I love Star Wars, and I'd love more Star Wars stories, but... Is that really the direction we want to take it? Or are there other more interesting stories that we could tell? See, you know so like, I mean? and not to get too far off track of the movie list, but like Harry Potter, when they came out with Fantastic Beasts, I'm like, okay, end it there. Yeah. Like, just be done after the Fantastic Beasts series is over. Because Harry Potter is phenomenal in its yeah. eight movies. or seven movies, but, you know, part yeah. two. And it's like, just don't do spinoffs. 
because mm-hmm. you could ruin. I mean, you're not going to ruin the the previous movies and all the books, but you could ruin, you know, what you do, and you have such a good universe with it. It's like just leave it. Yeah. If I, you want to, you know, redo them and like make them all HD, which they've already done. Great. You're not changing the story. You're not changing yeah. anything. You're just making graphics better. Yeah. But don't redo the shit. Yeah, I I don't know. That's one of those interesting things I've always thought about. Like, it say if you were if you put yourself in the position of like a in demand Hollywood screenwriter and like you get offered an option to do a spin off Harry Potter show or a spin off Harry Potter movie or like a spin off Star Wars movie. It'd be hard to pass up that opportunity because the IP there is so like gigantic. Yeah, it's really and, drawing. Yeah, and you're such a huge fan of that franchise, but then again, it's like I kind of don't want to ruin a good thing, you know. Like right. I, I don't want to be the guy that takes something that's already awesome and puts a stain on it, you know, just because I'm wanting to make my own attempt in it. Right. So what what, what would you do? I mean, the movies had books to follow. I mean, it's, yeah. it goes back to kind of like uh, Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. The ones where there's a book to follow. Great. Yeah. When they don't have a book to follow, even if they have input from the writer, yeah, eh, no one likes it. Yeah. You know, I mean, people like it, but everyone's still disappointed. Uh-huh. So it's one of those like, if there's no story to follow, like Lord of the Rings, they just stopped, and they're gonna make the show because what you know, there's books to follow off of it that aren't given to you in the movies because had they put everything into the movies, each movie would have been ten plus hours. Mm-hmm. So make a show about it. Okay, <clears throat> that's a little different in my opinion. Because they didn't go overkill. They made The Hobbit, which is all based off of a book, too. And then they made The Lord of the Rings, which is based off of books. Just stop there. Yeah. You I know that I you're think, fine. Yeah. There's something to be said for catching lightning in a bottle with something like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or Star it, Wars. <laughs> and then just leaving it alone. You yeah. know? I feel like a lot of the times I hear movie annou- like movie news announcements where they're saying, oh, we're going to do such and such. Or we're rebooting such and such. And you're like... Are there really not other original screenplays or books that you could adapt into new stuff that we've never seen before to where we're really out of that idea so badly that we just have to go something. just redo something that was already awesome before? It's like, just leave it alone. God, dude, imagine if they had to do like, we're going <clears> to <throat> reboot Fast and Furious. And we're like, <laughs> like, we signed them to a 20-year contract or 20-movie contract. Everyone's like, so we're going to have Fast and Furious... 30. Dude, there was even talk. I don't know how legitimate this is, but I saw some stuff not that long ago that they want to reboot the Twilight franchise. I'm like, didn't it just end like 10 years ago? For what? Yeah, like, Isn't there why? like fucking 12 movies for that shit too? Exactly. Like, I should probably know because I've seen it, but... But the thing is, that's... I think a lot of the criticism of Hollywood most of the time is they just lack creativity. They just go, let's take this thing that we know worked and just reuse it. Well, I think that's like the it, thing too, you know? though, is people are, you know, they got to go with what works because if... You come in with a brand new idea. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, wait a second. Everyone's not willing that to might take not that work. Risk. Yeah. And in reality, it, you know, it, it could be the best movie that was ever made. Exactly. Which I get, which is kind of why you can kind of understand why studios are a little hesitant to give but the up bigger and coming the risk, writer the directors several hundred million dollars to make some movie that's not based on previously existing IP. Like The Ranger or whatever which, it was. Which is why it's so cool that we have guys like Quentin Tarantino and Christopher Nolan who just every movie that comes out from theirs it's not based on any pre-existing IP. They just go, here's my new crazy original idea. Please give me $250 million to make it. And the studios are like, all right. But there's not that many directors in Hollywood who get that opportunity. I, you know I would I mean? say uh, an Interstellar 2 would be heavily welcomed. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I just I don't like, think. I don't see Christopher Nolan doing that. I, he likes to just do original. He likes to do like one and done. Right. You know, like but I would like to see. Here's my Interstellar. Now I'm moving on to, to Tenet. Now I would I'm like to, to see Doctor Brand being yeah. found and them like yeah. inhabiting a new planet. Like that would just be a cool. Yeah. You know. Thing. But anyway, yeah, we went on a really long tangent. There. We did. Um, so get back to the list. <laughs> moving right along, we're still in the two and a half out of five star category. The next one up is the the Cloverfield Paradox, which is. The third movie in the Cloverfield franchise, and I'm a real sucker for the Cloverfield movies. There's just something about the mystery and the intrigue and like the parallel dimensions and the aliens and monsters and all this kind of stuff that I find really, really captivating. But I just think it's only been done well one time, in my opinion, and that's the second Cloverfield movie. It's 10 Cloverfield Lane. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. I think it's much better than the first Cloverfield, and I think it's much better than this one. But... Suffice it to say, when the when we were watching the Super Bowl, they had a commercial towards the end of the game a couple years back saying it was like a Netflix commercial and it was a mini trailer for Cloverfield Paradox and it was like dropping tonight. Like there had been no announcement that there was right. another Cloverfield movie until the day it was going to drop on Netflix. And I was really excited about it. And we watched it like almost immediately. So it clearly goes to show that I'm still interested in this stuff and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there, movie fans, who are very interested in the Cloverfield franchise still. I just think they've only they've had three shots at it. In my opinion, they've only really done one good movie out of the three. But um, yeah. speaking of two, aliens, two and a half out of five for Cloverfield Paradox. If you haven't caught it, <clears throat> go watch or go li- go watch go listen to uh, last week's episode where yes. we cover aliens. We do cover aliens and lots of other shit. Um, so yeah, it's all it's a fun topic. I mean, it's like. You can tell after listening to us do like an entire hour and a half podcast long episode <laughs> about aliens that a movie like Cloverfield Paradox would definitely appeal to me. Yes. Like it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, the next one up is The Equalizer 2. Man, there's a lot of like disappointing sequels. They should have just stopped after The Equalizer. That was a great movie. I agree. I loved it. Should have just stopped. And The Equalizer 2 is not bad. It's like, you know, it's the same thing I've said for several of these previous movies. They're not bad. They're just bad in comparison to the original. And I just think a lot of them, especially this one, didn't need a sequel. It was just like, why Why are we making a sequel? The Equalizer doesn't need one. It was already based on a show that happened back in the day. The first one with Denzel was a smash hit. It's a Dude, super dope action such movie. Such a good movie. Yeah. And they made the second one, and the second one's just not as good. It's not bad. It's entertaining. It's still watching that character beat the shit out of bad guys, which is really fun. But it's just not as good. It's just it lacks some of the magic that the first one had, and that's unfortunate. The next one up, like I said, this 2018 was filled with a lot of like marginally disappointing sequels. The Predator um, was a I don't know if you could say like a I guess it was more of like a reboot in the franchise, but it's still a sequel to the Predator franchise, which is a super awesome franchise, which is a franchise that made it in our movie franchise bracket podcast series way back late, uh, earlier last year. Um, I'm, I've always been a giant fan of the Predator and the Alien franchises. Um, I, this new one was pretty fun to watch, but it was basically just like them taking the Predator world and like CGIing the shit out of it and like going, oh, the bad guy in this one is just like a really big Terminator or a really big Predator on steroids. And it's like, all right, you know, (laughs) great, but... Did this movie really need to get made? I don't. I don't think so. So again, another kind of disappointing sequel to a series of originals that were really, really fucking awesome. Um, next up, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this one because I don't. I don't know how much you like this movie, but Venom. I gave two and a half out of five stars. It, what are your thoughts on Venom? Are you like a big Venom guy, or are you kind of just just so so on it? I'm so so on it. It's it's one of those. I mean, 
I think Tom Hardy probably could have been picked for a better role than I, Venom. I feel like I'm, Venom I'm kind doesn't of the same way. utilize him the best. But I think he's a little overqualified for a role yeah. like Venom. You know what I mean? Tom Hardy's an excellent actor. But, I mean, it's it's... It's kind of entertaining, but it's kind of one of those like you're going to watch it once and you're going to be like, I'm good with not watching this for another like three to five years. Exactly. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if they bring Tom Hardy's Venom character into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. That'll be interesting to see. That's a mismatch if I've ever seen one. (laughs) So we'll we'll see what they do. Again, there's a weird thing if anyone follows that with all of the rights with the Spider-Man characters between Sony and Disney and, you know, like somehow... Marvel, like Disney and Marvel are able to make, bring Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but technically Sony gets all of the proceeds from the box office gross because they they still, still own, own the rights. rights to the franchise or something. It's very it's very weird, and, and I don't really fully understand it, but we'll see where that goes. Um, Deadpool 2, I gave three out of five stars. What are your thoughts on the second one? Because I know you're like a giant Deadpool I fan. love Deadpool, bro. That's a, It's just... I love comedy, but I love action too. So when yeah. you give me an action comedy with a character like Deadpool, I mean, it just, I just love that he's like ruthless. Yeah. So I like Deadpool too. The story could be a little like fucked up though. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of death involved of loved ones in that movie. And I think, I think they had a cool story. I think it was a little like random at some times. Uh-huh. Like when Steve decides to. <laughs> You know, join the the regular guy. The regular guy. I also I can't remember uh, who uh, the invisible guy. He it was, was Brad Pitt. It was Brad Pitt? Yes. <laughs> he has a like two second cameo yeah. in that movie. Yeah. But it's like I liked it, but it's never gonna beat the first one. Yeah. That so, first one was just. I'll I'll tell you this phenomenal. when when Taya and I watched this, she I said phenomenal. Sorry, Taya. Yeah, I know you did. Uh, she violently hates this movie, like despises this compared to the first one. Because I think we both enjoyed the first one, but I agree that this second one, the story was really all it, over it the map. It just jumps left, right, left, and right. And it was kind of a lot going on. And I just don't think it was quite as good as the first one. But it's not to say it's bad. I mean, you know, if you liked what worked well in the first Deadpool, they have a lot of that in the second one. It's like a, a shit-talking invincible hero basically right. you know what i mean who's like he's a, a super mercenary villain hero yeah. thing who's, who's like definitely an asshole and talks shit to people i mean that's it's it's entertaining to watch because it's so outside the right. box of any other superhero but the story is hard to follow the story is but it's really, really fun to watch place. yeah yeah that, that's where i'm at i mean i love deadpool like i said i'll always watch the first one the second one's good but it's not if i'm gonna watch a deadpool i'm watching the the first one. the first yeah, one agreed um, another sequel. God, this movie this year was full of a lot of sequels. Like the more I'm going down the list, like all of these are sequels. Um, Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is the sequel to Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, which is a prequel to the first Harry Potter movie. Um, Not necessarily a prequel, but more of like a. It's kind of like a Harry Potter story because it's books he reads in the Harry Potter. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it happens before his time. Right. So That's yeah, why I say, say prequel. prequel. It, it all happened before we get to the Harry but Potter But none of it gets yeah. related to Harry. I mean, I guess you can say it gets related to Harry Potter, but yeah, it's, I don't know how you feel about this movie. I wanted to like this movie a lot more than, than I did. Um, I think it's just weird calling like in this movie, they call it Fantastic Beasts because that's like the brand name of the right. new franchise. But then there's not like a lot about the beasts, kind of like there was right. in the original. A lot of it's about Newt's commander and him being like he's kind of like a 
not a, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like a humanitarian, but like for animals. You know what I'm talking about? What am I trying to say? A vegetarian. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those moments where the, the word just evaporated from my brain. But anyway, he's like... An animal lover. An animal we'll lover. Just, we'll just yeah, but for like Harry Potter magical animals. Right, for Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, and the whole thing is Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And he's like, Mr., you know, oh, don't hurt the animals and all this kind of stuff. All right, the first and one really them showed to, like, you save like, the day. all of yeah. them in his... Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then this one is kind of just called Fantastic Beasts, but it's not really about Fantastic Beasts. It's about this Grindelwald guy who's kind of like Voldemort before Voldemort. And it was just kind of like, it seemed a little weird in terms of how they're setting up this new, I don't know if they're planning on it being a trilogy or like four or five movies. I don't I think know it's what just supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. And it's just, I think when this came out, I was kind of, it's hard for me to get a read on like, where are they going exactly with this? And then right at the very end, spoiler alert for, for anyone who hasn't seen this, they kind of like shoehorn in this weird stuff about how like that one guy is somehow related to the Dumbledores or something. I, I haven't seen it in a while, so I kind of re- I, I I am not remembering the details very clearly. But that felt kind of shoehorned in just at the last second to me, and it seemed kind of weird. And it was also kind of like the it was like my complaint going back to the newest Star Wars movies of Rey's parentage and like her lineage. Right. I like it better when these characters who have special abilities or they seem like the quote-unquote chosen one, I like it better when they don't have to be related to the the previous chosen right. one's family. You know, it's, well, it's almost cooler if they're just some random person who happens to have a gift and then uses, you know, learns how to use that gift for good. With, with Fantastic Beasts, it's like, does this guy really have to be, like, related to the Dumbledores? Is like, are there only a couple of really powerful magical families in the Harry Potter universe and everyone else is just not as powerful as them? Well, like, so does like, that have to be the, the actual ex- explanation? The actual thing, though, was that um, I believe Dumbledore and Grindelwald were a couple. Okay. Like they When they were dating. So, like... I thought I remembered that. Because I asked Ty about that the other day. I was like, wasn't there something about them being, like, lovers? And she was like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, no, I think that was part of the movie. I can't really remember right. exactly. So that's but. why Dumbledore gets brought in is because he's... Not related, but but he has are, this prior connection to right, Grindelwald. right. Yeah, so yeah. so they're connected, and if you think about it, the Elder Wand is connecting all of it. Right, right. And Dumbledore is the you can't say the last living, but he was the master of the uh-huh. Elder Wand. Yeah. So they're all connected, and that's why I think I agree. The Fantastic Beast part can be a little misleading, but it's all stories inside of you know, the Harry Potter universe. And I think that's just what it was called was fantastic beast. Right. So I think take the title out. If they just did the crimes of Grimdewald, yeah. like you'd be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. But I think just in the Harry Potter universe, fantastic beast is just what like the series was called. Mm-hmm. And this is just yeah. the story that happens. This is inside. the next entry. Right. So, so I get like from one to two, the connection is very, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of weird, yeah. but like it all makes sense. And if, if you look in the full Harry Potter universe, mm-hmm. it would all like, maybe not fully make sense, but you could be like, Oh, I see the connections here. And right. There. And I mean, don't get me wrong when the next one comes out. Cause I believe they are in production on the next one. I, I will watch it. Like I'm going to watch it. I, I like the Harry Potter universe a lot. <laughs> Bro. When we went and saw the first one, I was like a little kid in a candy I know shop. you were I was so like, excited. You were exactly like how I was when The Force Awakens was coming out. I was so ecstatic that there was going to be a new Star Wars movie. Like, And then it started like, man, this movie sucks! Is there anything better than that of just being like this franchise that you're obsessed with and then you, that you've watched since you were a little kid announces a new movie and you're like, I am so pumped for this new movie. I'm so excited. I'm going to have more stories. And then they announce 14 more and you're like, alright guys. You're like, alright, take it take, easy. Take it easy. 
Um, next up, another sequel. This one is, this is I the believe, third one, the right? third one in a trilogy called Maze Runner. And this was Maze Runner The Death Cure. I gave this one three out of five stars. The Maze Runner's kind of a slept-on franchise, in my opinion. I kind of like that franchise. It's kind of weird. It is weird, but it's, it's like... It's like a... To me, it feels like a knockoff Hunger Games. I agree. I agree, and I think there was a there was a period of time there, and I, I don't I'm not really plugged into like the young adult dystopian genre of books and stuff, but like it seemed like there was a period of time there for about five to ten years where there was a lot of stories coming out that were very very like similar the Divergent in series. Yes, like, like Hunger Games, Divergent, Maze Runner. There was just a lot of them that were like. Okay, this is all kind of it's unique. The exact it's, same right. story theme, just with different characters right. and settings and stuff like that. But that being said, I enjoyed Maze Runner. I, I thought it stepped up. It, it 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 took out a lot of like the cheese factor that Divergent had. Like Divergent seemed kind of cheesy to yeah. me, and Hunger Games was more intense. And then Maze Runner is kind of somewhere in the middle. I feel hun- like. Hun- yeah, Hunger Games I think was the best out of all of them. I, agree. I think it had yeah. the best storyline. Yeah, the Maze Runner kind of built off that storyline though. Like b- a bunch of kids have to escape, you yeah. know, like a government run facility with monsters like the maze you right, know the government right. run facility and then they get out in the real world and they're being hunted down by like yeah the by government the and government they find out there's just like zombies everywhere right and, yeah. so like it's I don't know I liked the maze runner like it was entertaining but it's it's not what I'm gonna sit there and like rewatch ever I agree I'm, yeah, I'm like I yeah agree. you know you got you got my attention for one movie but right. I'm not gonna watch it yeah if I was to recommend any of these young adult dystopian genre series to anyone, I would say start with the Hunger Games and then watch Maze Runner if you want to. And then I wouldn't waste your time on Divergent. If, I w- if you're really I bored, watch Divergent. I was really not a fan. I didn't think Divergent was very good at all. But you know, I, it, it I, has a lot of fans. Yeah, so. we watched it, but it's. I kind of was just like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 not like man, this is really really bad. But uh-huh. you're kind of like, I'm not really captivated. It's, nothing's by really this. grabbing you. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up, finally, we have a non sequel franchise movie this one's called overlord and i gave this one three out of five stars have you ever seen overlord isn't this the like nazi zombies yes. movie yes no i didn't really care to watch that <laughs> so, i'm not a big zombie person i think yeah. i just don't buy into the zombie so when this movie first got announced and i first saw the trailer i was like oh so they just made nazi zombies from call of duty into a movie um yeah i'm going to watch that yeah and then i saw it and it was just slightly underwhelming i think it was building up to this really epic climax and it just never materialized it was kind of weird and then the credits roll and like okay. yeah it was kind of like you know you're seeing the setup for like a really awesome play on a football field for the offense, and then like the guy drops the pass, and you're like, that was almost really awesome. We almost <laughs> won the Super Bowl, yeah. and then you dropped the pass. It, and it just ended up being not that great. Um, so yeah, Overlord, three out of five stars. It's pretty entertaining, and you know, if you like World War II stuff, if you like zombie stuff, it's right up your alley, but it, it was not, not as good as it could have been. Um, Rampage, I gave three out of five stars. This is another rock movie <laughs> Also, oh wait, no, no, this one doesn't start with. Uh, he had, I thought he had two movies come out with that started with R in the same year, but the, the other one was Skyscraper. My bad. But Rampage is based on the old arcade game. I'm not sure if anyone remembers that out there. I'm sure you do, Matt. Of the like giant rats and the giant yep. monkey that would climb up the buildings and you would like smash the buildings down and all this kind of stuff. It was a really fun arcade game when I was a yeah. When you're a little kid, you just smash it buttons was a and it just yeah. You just break buildings as a giant monster. It's super fun. So they took that and I guess decided it was worthy of making into a movie. Honestly, 
pretty entertaining. I think it's better than Skyscraper, which is the other movie that The Rock was in this year. But it's not that great, to be honest. I mean, it's just... It's one of those you watch once and you're like, <laughs> a lot of like, go. yeah, a lot of monsters destroying cities and the military trying to kill the monsters and then getting wiped out and then the rock saving the day with a giant monkey. I mean, that's pretty much, right. that's it. You know what I mean? Which, he's a box office draw, man. I mean, people will Dude, pay people to go right watch now, that. I saw yesterday, yeah. people want him to be president. There's he like a has, 49% people want him to be president. He, I'm like, I feel like he has an almost universal approval rating. Like everyone loves The Rock. He yeah. just seems like he, a, he really can make a really bad nice movie. Guy. Everyone's like, yeah, he did great. Yeah, it's right. Like, awesome. That was awful, guys. And <laughs> he, everyone's like, yeah, he did great. I think he's one of those guys. There's like a certain class of actors who I think are not necessarily considered like really good actors, but they're really good on screen movie stars. And I think he's definitely one of those. Like, Dude, I, I never I, think of him as being like one of the most talented actors out there, but like I want to watch movies that he's in because it, he's in them. You if, know you wanna, I mean? if you want to, if you want to go back to like him not being a great actor, just watch the original, like the Scorpion King. Dude, the Scorpion King's so Dude, awesome. I, I love, love that, that movie. movie. <laughs> but if you watch his acting in it, you're like, yeah, it's it definitely. I'm not buying into anything you're yeah, saying or doing. You, you could but tell, it's great. I love this movie. <laughs> you could tell that was like one of the first things he did prior to or right after he transitioned out of his wrestling career. So yeah. he was still working on the craft and don't get me wrong I think he's getting a lot better like I think I haven't finished all of the show Ballers on HBO but we did watch like three full seasons of it and there's some moments in that show where he shows some real acting chops so I think he's getting better and better at it. it's just really hard for him to break out of that mold and show any sort of acting because everyone just wants him to be like Superman basically well, you I know think, what I mean so, I think yeah there's the lack of emotion in his yeah. acting to where it, like it doesn't show him as a human being in some of his roles he's and it just, just kind of shows him Mr. as a superhero hero. yeah he's a superhero and I think if he were to be able to break into emotion like dude that's why it's fucking yeah. limit for the rock. Yeah, and, and he's already the most bankable, highest grossing movie star in the entire world, and everyone loves him. I mean, so like I, his uh, Jumanji. Yeah, those I, were, that was a good movie. For I him. still haven't seen the Jumanji. Movies. I even thought Central Intelligence with him and Kevin Hart. I think that was a good movie. Those two work well together. Yeah, and I think Kevin that was Hart, a good yeah. movie because he didn't need to have the emotion necessarily. Right, and it was kind of like an action comedy. Which right, he's just trying he, to be goofy. And right, stuff. yeah, which he, he's you know pretty good at. So yeah. I, I was like, those are good movies for you, but right, you know, and I think he does good in Fast and Furious. Well, he did good in Fast and Furious. Now they're just Hobbs and Shaw, right, and, right, you know, Hulk <laughs> smash and yeah. But I have I have lots of thoughts on that that I will not get into right now. Um, moving on, the now we're into the three and a half out of five star category. The first one here is Annihilation, which is a super badass movie. Have you seen Annihilation? I don't think so. It's very very weird. If anyone out there listening is a big movie fan, and you like very strange science fiction action stuff. Annihilation is one that I would highly recommend, and it's based on a book series that I've read, actually read a book trilogy, and the first book in the series is called Annihilation, so that's what this is based on. It's badass, and the guy who directed this movie also did the movie Ex Machina, which I think is one of the best science fiction movies of the last 10 years, and he also did the show Devs on um, FX on Hulu, which I think I've mentioned before. Um, I just really, I'm a big fan of that guy's directing style and his storytelling choices and the things that he's interested in. He's interested in a bunch of really kind of trippy, out there, mind-bending science fiction ideas, and that stuff's very fascinating to me. So Annihilation's really cool movie. Um, definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. Next up is Bird Box. Did you watch Bird Box on Netflix? <clears throat> so I don't know if you remember, Bird Box came out, I mean, I was going to say a couple years ago. Obviously, it was 2018 because it's on this list. So it came out in 2018. And I don't know if you remember in 2018, it was like all anyone talked about. It was like the most watched movie on Netflix for the entire year. 
And it's cool. It's got a cool story to it, but it's just not really like that That's one with, awesome uh, of a movie. It's Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Bullock where they have, have to wear to, the like, blindfolds. Yeah. It, like there's some, you never really get an explanation for it. It's either aliens or demons or something that are like these shimmers. And apparently when you look at them, they make you see something so horrific that you want to kill yourself. That's kind of the plot. So that's kind of how the world... It's kind of like a final destination. That's kind of how the world is ending. And so they have to basically go throughout the world not looking at anything for fear of looking at one of these monsters and then having to kill themselves. It's pretty cool, but I think the hype around that movie during this time in 2018 was like really overblown like yeah. it, it, but dude it's weird netflix has those movies well that where they'll release them and then somehow they just get they just catch fire and it's just all anyone's talking yeah. about and it gets watched by like tens of millions of people and great for netflix you know great for netflix and great for movie watchers but i just don't think a lot of the netflix originals have been all that good they're just really popular you know what i mean um well, they're going to have to be good soon because Prime Originals are up in their game and they got a lot more money than Netflix does. So they're, Netflix better pick their shit up. Netflix is definitely losing market share. They used to be the number one player in the streaming service. They used to be the and, only one, pretty much. They're, they're losing market share. But I, I think they're still comfortably in the lead. I would just say that other people are catching up at this point. Um, the next up is called Den of Thieves. You ever seen Den of Thieves? Mm-hmm. I haven't Dude. seen a lot of these. I think you should. I think you would really like Den of Thieves. It's Gerard Butler in like a bank robbing <sighs> heist Butler. movie. Great. It's like a like cops and robbers action L.A. crime movie. It's really hardcore and really dope. I'm I'm a big fan of Den of Thieves and just Gerard Butler playing like kind of a savage <laughs> dude. Um, next up is the Halloween. So we're back to uh, sequel slash reboots here with Halloween. Um, I gave this three and a half out of five stars. I honestly thought it was like. Everything I kind of wanted from a new Halloween movie that hadn't, you know, we hadn't had a Halloween movie in, in who knows how long. And I think they basically explained it away as being, they were, they were ignoring every single Halloween sequel that had come out after the first one. And they were saying that this is a sequel to the directly, like a direct sequel to the first movie. Right. And I think parts of it worked, parts of it didn't. It's pretty much, you come out of that movie going, yeah, that's exactly what a Halloween movie is. I was not shocked by anything. Right. Um, I, I'm not like really. I don't. I don't consider myself the biggest Halloween um, Michael Myers fanatic, but they're fun. They kind of have their space, especially I mean, for during Halloween time and watching scary movies and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think three and a half out of five stars is probably a pretty fair rating. For I, that. I don't just. I don't, didn't he die? Like I'm. I hate. He's died like and shit, 50 but like, times. how does it? You know, he, if he's died, how are we bringing him back? So it, I'm just like, you guys lost my interest after yeah. your like first movie, which I yeah. never even watched. So well, they've really made a lot of them, a lot. Well, um, we can ask Chris about them. Chris, oh, he if you're watching know. this, comment how many times you've seen the Halloweens, how yes. many there are, and how many different actors have played. He, he would know. He would know. And and, and the years they were released, and the years probably. they were released. Yeah. I want to see a I want to see a ten page essay on my desk. Times New Roman double spaced. <laughs> no double spaced. Oh oh double oh single spaced. Ten okay. point font. Oh shit. Yeah. By Wednesday. Wow. I'll I'll get it here in like twenty minutes too. You know he heard me somehow. <laughs> we haven't even posted yet. He just knows. <laughs> um, next up on the list is Red Sparrow. I gave this one three and a half out of five stars. Honestly, I think Red Sparrow is a pretty underrated movie. This is Jennifer Lawrence playing a Russian spy, basically. Um, it's based on a series of books, I believe. I've never read them, but the, everything the with movie, you is based on a series of books. Well, there's just a lot of really cool <laughs> books out there that Hollywood makes into movies. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, 
I think honestly you'd like this one too. If you like sort of like Jason Bourne, James Bond type like spy espionage thrillers, this one is kind of like that. A little more, a little quieter, a little more reserved. Not as much like in your face action, but it's definitely got all of the spy thriller espionage stuff. Um, and a really good performance from Jennifer Lawrence. I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was really cool. Next up is The Meg. And I gave The Meg three and a half out of five stars just because The Meg is fucking awesome. Dude, and it's just exactly what you want from a movie about a Megalodon shark. It just has... It's just awesome. I love it. it I just have no has, other... Yeah. It's it's the stupidest movie in my opinion. How many big it's shark dumb. movies do we need to make? But, but it's, it's so awesome. entertaining yeah. that yeah. I was like, you know what? I liked it. I watched it. I'm like... It, it Dude, you know what it did? You got did? some big names in there. You got Rain Wilson. You got Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like... Walking that fine line between being a big budget blockbuster and being like a really bad sci-fi movie, that, right? That you would see that, on sci-fi, you would see like, like Sharknado Sunday or something, like right after Sharknado. And you know what? It walked that line perfectly, and Dude, I thoroughly I enjoy it, yeah. that movie. Every time like it comes it. on TV, I'll stop and watch a few minutes of it. It's it's so entertaining. Um, next up, this is into the four out of five star category. Um, this one is the first Marvel movie, the first MCU movie on the list for 2018: Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, I think the Ant-Man series continues to be really surprisingly good to me within the MCU. I think when the first one came out, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. I think Paul Rudd is super charming and hilarious and awesome as Ant-Man. And I think that franchise is just a really cool little franchise that they've kind of stuck in the middle of the MCU that you would not expect to be on par with the Iron Mans and the Thors and the Captain Americas, but kind of is. And... Ant-Man and the Wasp actually plays a very pivotal role into the events that happen in Avengers Endgame eventually. So that's kind of the coolest part about the MCU is like they're not just making movies for the sake of making stories about these really random, unique comic characters. Right, they played a role. They actually play a very integral part. All of the puzzle pieces fit exactly where they need to be for you to understand the whole picture. So pretty awesome there. Um Next up, I put Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Now, I don't know if you've ever watched the show Black Mirror, but this is... Maybe a, my dad likes it. it it's super intense. The, the Black Mirror, it, it's all... I would not recommend to anyone watching Black Mirror if you're in any sort of a slightly depressed or like, <laughs> you know, kind of existentially crisis mood because it's just going to make you have a lot of anxiety and feel worse about yourself probably. Because there's not many of those episodes that end on a happy note. Um, but this, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, was a movie that they made. Same guy who wrote and create, created the show, Black Mirror. And what's really unique about this is it's a choose-your-own-adventure movie. So essentially what they did was it's a Black Mirror movie that every few minutes... And, and I watched mine on my PlayStation 4, so I had my controller to click the options. Oh, yeah. But essentially what happens is like every few minutes there'll be a pause in the action. Like the characters will be talking and one one character will like ask the other one a question and then it'll pause for like 20 seconds and go, what should the character do? There's like this option and this option. And based on what you choose, the story changes. Oh, and so it, it's like an interactive movie. It's they, like they an interactive movie. Multiple different yeah. movies. So there, there was, I remember when I, I, I watched it once and went through and clicked and made a bunch of decisions. And then there was a part, it kind of how it works is there's a part towards the end where, you can go back about 30 minutes to, from the end and make a different choice and see exactly how the story ends based on making a different choice from the last time. Right. And I did that. So I like watched it through once and then did that. So I kind of saw two different endings. But I remember looking up an article at the end and there was like 
I'm not sure how many endings you could get based on the the things that you chose for the character to do, but there was like a lot of different endings. So basically, if you and I sat down and watched the same movie, we would not get the same ending to this. Like the odds are that we probably would not. Well, we would if it was at the same time. No, because it depends on what decisions you make versus what decisions I make. But we can only click one time. Yeah, but there's two options though. Right, but so whoever has the controller what, makes the movie the same. Oh, one that oh you're we saying, see. oh, you're saying if we're watching it on the same yeah, device, yeah, being an asshole. Time. Oh, okay, you're a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> anyway, really cool. It's kind of like an experimental type thing that Netflix did with the Black Mirror franchise. I thought it worked really well. I was thoroughly entertained. It's a very cool, trippy Black Mirror story, which is exactly what I expected, and they wrapped it all up within a choose your adventure game, basically. So, which I thought that was pretty awesome. Um. Next up, another four out of five star movie is Outlaw King, which Dude, I think I fucking love. That it's movie. so good. It's really awesome. In fact, I need to rewatch this movie. It's got Chris Pine, who um, most people will probably recognize him from playing Captain Kirk in the new Star mm-hmm. Trek reboots. He's a big time movie star, super famous movie star. He plays in a historical drama, basically that revolves so around. Good, I love it, that. It's kind of like if you know anything about the story of Braveheart, the old Mel Gibson movie. It, it is. It's covering the same sort of historical events. It's just covering. It's Robert the Bruce, right? Instead right. of what's the character from uh, from Braveheart? What was his name? Because there was Robert the Bruce, and there was another one who were like, kind of like. Well, Robert the Bruce was the dark-haired guy in Braveheart. Okay. So and then who is oh that okay so that's Mel Gibson's character from Braveheart no 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 no, no. oh it's not it's not Mel Gibson is uh, I don't know what what the fuck is because he's a he's a he plays a different historical character um, in that movie and oh, then so he's actually the one that they bring like his arms and shit into um, um, I did a fucking whole project on this <laughs> so I'm relying on you to give us the info here Matt come on dude God dude I'm let me fucking find it real quick yeah. Hang on, because this is we need to talk about this. William place. Wallace. Okay, yes. so William Wallace yes. is Braveheart, okay. and okay. Uh, Robert the Bruce is the dark-haired guy when all of the Scottish nobles are, um, you know, meeting in Braveheart. He's the dark-haired guy who's always talking to his father, who's like up in the tower with the mask on because he's got the fucking like boils or whatever on his skin. Okay, that's Robert the Bruce in Braveheart. Okay, and then. Isn't Chris Pine playing Robert the Bruce in Outlaw King, or am yes. I am I mistaking that? Right. So he became the king of Scotland. Right. Okay. So and and that was who. So at the very end of Braveheart, you right. Robert have the Robert the Bruce leading William Wallace's more or less army, the Free Scots, against yeah. England again. Right. Um, and so yeah, that's that's what it was. So that's the cool connection. So if anyone out there is a fan of. The Braveheart movie that came out, what, like in 1995 or something? 95, um, yep. Which is this phenomenal it, if dude, you've never so seen it. Dude, it's so good. One of the best war movies ever made. Um, if you're interested in that time period or those historical characters at all, definitely check out Outlaw King on Netflix. It's really, really good. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Dude, movie. I love that. I mean, it, and it, so it doesn't good. follow anything like Braveheart. It's a completely yeah. different story. Right. But it's so fucking good. It's really good. Super underrated, in my opinion. Not a lot of people talk about Outlaw King. Um, the next up for four out of five star category, um, I have Ready Player One. Have you seen Ready Player One? I have one? not. Um, it's honestly pretty cool, man. There's a lot of people, I think, who find that the book is, I guess, overrated. That's just kind of some of the chatter I've seen online. But I've never read the book. I just, I've just seen the movie. 
it's a really cool concept. I think some people might watch it and think there's a little bit of a cheese factor to it, but um, it's just kind of like, you know, the, for anyone who doesn't know, the concept is basically like in the near future, everyone's just addicted to these virtual reality headsets and they plug into this internet-like virtual reality that like dominates the world, basically. Right. And within that world, you can be anything you want, anything from anything that's ever existed in pop culture, basically. Comic book characters, movie characters, TV show characters. Imagine like, like 80 Deadpools. There'd be, You'd have the Spider-Man yeah, where everyone's like pointing yeah. at them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can just go basically do whatever you want within this virtual reality world. Like anything is possible because it's just an inventive reality. You can like surfboard you can surfboard down Mount Everest as Wolverine or something like whatever you want you know or like there's just he, there's all kinds of stuff that they go into it and then there's it gets into the whole like this corporation is is fighting for control of they call it the oasis and if they do that they're going to kind of monopolize everything and ruin the experience for everyone and it's basically gotten so big that it's like the most integral part of the world economy too which is the biggest problem so it's but like spy kids 3d where it's just a game and when you're kinda. in the game and you lose all your lives you can't get out yeah crazy it's pretty good you should check it out it's pretty good um next up another four-star movie sicario day of the soldado which is the direct sequel to sicario I think definitely inferior to the first one, but still very good. I've only I, seen the first one, which I really enjoyed. The first, oh, one. the first one's amazing. So if you liked the first one, I would, I would, I would tell you that the second one is worth your time. It's just not nearly as good. Um, the last four out of five star movie on here, I put as First Man, and First Man is basically a Ryan Gosling starring movie where he plays Neil Armstrong and it's all about the moon landing missions for NASA. Um, pretty good movie. I actually I can't really trust enjoyed it. Ryan Gosling movies because he's a liability. Why? Did you remember the Titans? He's a fucking liability. Oh. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird that he was in Remember the Titans. Like now seeing the kind of movies that he does and like this big gigantic movie star he's become, it's like you watch Remember the Titans and you're like, holy fuck, that's Ryan Gosling. It's I just, so weird to see him. I just love like all the memes with him in it, and every like every girl like loves him and everything. And it's like, yeah, but he was a liability yep. on the team. Yep. You can't like a liability. <laughs> uh now we're into the four and a half out of five star movies. An hour um, later, we're into the four and a right. half. Um the first one is A Quiet Place. I am a gigantic fan of A Quiet Place. Have you ever watched it? I've never watched it. It's fucking awesome. And I think I just never watched it because I would be dead quickly in this cuz I'm not a very quiet person. Yeah, not a lot of people are. I'm um, I'm certainly not. But it's I think it presents a very really well done original idea. You know, we were talking about how Hollywood seems to have this problem of coming up with and right. producing original ideas. This is a really, really well done, totally original idea, not based on any pre-existing IP. And you have and it's just the really director and his wife, right. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, who yeah. are both extremely, you know, a great actor and a great actress working extremely well together yes. in his original movie. Yes. Which is, it's just very well done. I'm, right. I, I can't say enough good things about it. I'm really excited to see the sequel. It was delayed for basically at this point over an entire year. Because um, they want because an audience. Of, because of the COVID pandemic. But I'm very pumped to see that when it eventually does come out. Um, the next one up is Black Panther. So the second Marvel movie on our list. I gave this one four and a half out of five stars. Black Panther just slaps. It's just a dope-ass movie. It... It sucks we're not going to see another one. I mean, I think... I think they are going to make another one. We're just not going to be able to, unfortunately, see Chadwick Boseman continue right. to play Black Panther. Which but. sucks because he played that role so fucking good. Right. That And now it's just so iconic, too. Right. I mean, like it's, it's one of those, like... 
it's it's like a lot of those movies where the main you know actor actress dies kind of like right. uh um paul walker with fast right. and furious you right. know how do you continue how, how do you move on yeah right and i mean it sucks because he plays that role so fucking good right but those movies are fucking phenomenal they're dude. dope and it's just it's so cool too because that movie was so groundbreaking when it first came out too in terms of like the storytelling that it did in terms of bringing a character like that to the prominence of pop culture and like the yeah. forefront of pop culture and you know Wakanda and the Black Panther character end up becoming again like such integral parts of Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame that it's such a shame that I would say get Michael B Jordan to replace him cuz you know that seems like the perfect person to come right. in but you can't really do that. Right. So. Well, I don't know. The, the way they've played with time and there's a whole bunch of like multiverse shit that they're starting to introduce. Who knows? Maybe well, see, they'll come up with some weird fuckery way I, of I've read of like that. conspiracies and not to get too... Uh, well, I'll just wait for, for a later movie in the list okay. before I bring okay. that up. Um, next up is Creed 2. So you know, speaking Michael of Michael B. B. Jordan... Um, Great fucking movies, bro. Dude, I love the Creed movies. I think this Everybody movie... Everybody shits on them, though, because they're so kind of in line with the Rockies. Yeah. But I'm like... They're that's dope, what makes them fucking dude. great. They're, I honestly, it's a modern day Rocky. I honestly think I might like this one more than the first one, which is very, very rare of me to say, especially for all of the sequels. I mean, if you guys have been listening to this podcast, I've been kind of shitting on every sequel that's been on this list. This movie is at the very least equal to as good as the first one, if not maybe a little it's, bit better. It's hard to fuck up oh, these so kind of movies. Dude. They're so, so good. good. Um, the next one on the list... Another four and a half star movie is Hereditary, which straight up is one of the most horrifying movies I've ever seen. And I don't think I ever want to watch it again, but it's just really good. That means I will never watch it. <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. It's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, but it scared the living shit out of me. That movie freaked me the fuck out. Did you have to sleep with out. the lights on? Not quite that bad, but dude, that Close movie enough. freaked me the fuck out. Like it, it, is, it is really Well, the scary. next movie scared me too. Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. Finally, we're getting into like some sequels that are actually. It scared really, me really because good. I was afraid it was going to be a letdown. Right, and it, it wasn't. It was not. I, I don't think it's as good as the first one. The first one, again, another movie. I don't think it's going to ever be beat. Yeah, it's one of just my top two Pixar movies that they've ever made. But Incredibles two is really awesome. I thoroughly it's enjoyed great. it. It's great. Um, the next one on the list is Vice, which was the uh, shit. I just spaced on his name. Um, fucking Batman. Batman. Christian Bale. Oh my god. I, I was going to say which Batman though because there's like 80. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have specified. Christian Bale playing Vice President Dick Cheney. Like that, that whole story. Yeah. Uh, and of course just watching Christian Bale put on a bunch of weight and do makeup and you know be like a bald fat guy and kind of transform into someone else. Always interesting to watch him do that, especially because the next movie he made after that, he was like this skinny kind of weird dude in Ford versus Ferrari. He's just insane. That guy is Dude, like on a whole other level. Like, I love him. He'll him be and like Matthew McConaughey are two of the <laughs> actors that make the biggest like physical changes yeah, for roles. Yeah, like physical transformations. And they're yeah. so good though because they can go from like one like super serious role to then like they're just like a fucked up person right. and then they're like they're just so good yeah dude yeah I, I i i liked vice i don't think so it's from the same director and writer as the guy who made the big short i don't think vice is a better movie than the big short but i think vice is, is really good it's very well done 
Next up on the list is A Star is Born. And honestly, if I were to go back and rechange this, I might make this a five-star movie. I fucking love it. See, a lot of people shit on this. I still haven't seen it. You should watch it, man. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I like the songs that have come from it. The soundtrack is amazing. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are amazing. Bradley, just just to give you like some perspective, this movie got nominated for Best Picture. Bradley Cooper got nominated for Best Director and Best Actor. Lady Gaga got nominated for Best Actress. It got nominated for Best Screenplay, and it got nominated for like Best Original See, Song. See, look, we don't have to go through the... And the, the only thing it won was Best Original Song. They got fucking robbed. That movie is That's amazing. That's what I've heard. It's amazing. I was actually just re-watching it on the plane to Arizona like a month or so ago. It's fucking... It's so good. Um, it's fucking phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um, this year, currently on this list, there's only two five-star movies, and the first one of which is Avengers Infinity War, which... Terrible movie. Prior to Avengers Endgame, its direct sequel was like the biggest movie to ever come out in the history of American cinema. And was the first, it was part one of the capstone on the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, what else is there to say about Infinity War that hasn't already been said? It's fucking awesome. I mean, awesome. as you brought and up with Black Panther, and as I was going to say, there's so much that has been brought open because of time travel uh-huh. that has made me start to think is there going to be another. Avengers. I know, like, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to play Iron Man anymore. And so that's why uh, I can't really say that because it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) It'll be very interesting to see where they take the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm curious to see what they do. They have so much. They have so much stuff planned to release. And I'm just wondering, you know, one of my big things and one of my big concerns, this is what I told Taya when we got done with the endgame. I was like... Who is the next big bad that's going to make it worthwhile for us to invest our time for like another 20-something movies to build up to the, whoever that is? You know what I mean? Well, and then who is the I, Avengers I, at that point? Yeah, I, I feel like with Thanos, we were building up to this thing for like 20-some-odd movies. And then you defeat the most powerful threat to the, the guy universe. who literally wiped out half the universe with yeah. a snap. And now we're over that hurdle, so it's like... Where do we go from here? Is is my big question. I think the big know? question is time travel and what happened with. Yeah, with, we'll we'll cover that when we get to uh, Endgame yeah. because yeah, we don't want to spoil it for any of you. Although if you haven't seen non-committed Endgame, really people sure out there with your life, yeah. But if you're listening to our podcast, thank you. Yes, thank you for the support. <laughs> um, and the last movie on the list and the second and final five star movie is Mission Impossible Fallout. And I think I talked about this quite a bit when we did our movie franchise bracket series podcast. I'm pretty sure you had podcast. them in like the final four. Dude, Mission Impossible is one of the best franchises that Hollywood has ever put together. And they just keep getting better. Fallout is so fucking awesome. And thank God for Tom Cruise for continuing to make these movies because I thoroughly enjoy them. So, money, money, money. that was the list. Um, well, let me go through and be like, hey, you didn't see this movie? Right. Oh, yeah. For anyone who hasn't listened to these episodes in the past, we also are planning on doing at some point here in the future a redo of these movie flashbacks and going back and adding in the movies that were released that year that I have now since seen that I didn't see that year and then redoing our top five. So we will get to that eventually. But Matt's going to go over some movies that I left off the list that I didn't see that year. You like Insidious, but you didn't see Insidious The Last Key. True. I haven't actually seen anything past Insidious 2 in that franchise. Then you're a fraud. I know. 
The Commuter with Liam Neeson, just another action. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it. Liam Neeson. Movie. I'm not gonna lie, there's been a lot of Liam Neeson movies that he's released in the last five years that are like kind of because they're all kinda, like the exact same. Yeah, generic Liam Neeson action movies that I just haven't seen. They just all look pretty generic to me. Let's see. Come on, scroll, computer technology. This it was a weird year for movies. Not gonna lie, I mean, not a lot of like. Movies are like wow, like I had to see that. Tomb, I'm Tomb Raider. Did you see? Didn't Tomb see Raider? the Tomb Raider sequel. Although I, I really like um, the actress is named Alicia Vikander. I really like her. Mm-hmm. But and I liked the original Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie. I just haven't seen the new one. Um, let's see. There was one on here that I, I maybe I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I know. Um, wait, what's that one? The Last Movie Star? No, that wasn't. Uh, um, yeah, like I said, it's a fucking bad year for movies. Not not necessarily Super Troopers 2. Do you like Super Troopers, the original? I have seen, seen the first one oh, and I God, liked it, but dude. I never saw the sequel. Oh, so fucking <laughs> That one seemed like one that was like, why are we making a sequel to Super Troopers? Did anyone really ask for that? Yes, we all did. <laughs> did you see the sequel? Yes. It's, How was I it? I fucking love it. Oh, okay. Of course, I, I just, I love stupid movies like that. Um, we've talked about Solo. There was one more, maybe two more on here. I'm already in June, and we've only talked about, eight, what, two two different movies? Well, that just ho- goes to show that there's... Hopefully that means I haven't missed a bunch that are, like, really noteworthy. Uh, did you see year. Gotti? With, did it draw no, but, dude, I heard that was so bad. I like, It got literally shit out. I think on the Rotten Tomatoes rating, it has, like, a single-digit percentage rating. Ooh. It's bad, apparently. I guess that's one. Or Uncle Drew with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, no. Not interested. Yeah, good. Me either. Um, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. Dude, I love the Hotel Transylvania. Never seen those Those movies. are fucking great. I love them. You know what? Uh, something that's kind of similar to that that I just saw the first one a couple nights ago is um, How to Train Your Dragon. I just oh, started that so franchise. Good, They're pretty, pretty awesome so far. Did you see The Darkest Minds? I don't know. I just grabbed a random one that time. Negative. It's a negative Ghost Rider. Meg, we talked about Crazy Rich Asians. Did no, but that? that's honestly one of Taya's favorite movies of the last few years, and she rewatches it all the time because it's on HBO, and she wants me to watch it with her really bad, and I just can't bring myself to do it. I mean, I think it looks okay from what I've seen, but again, I'm not the target demographic for that movie. Or uh, Mile 22. I did see Mile 22, and that's kind just of a mess. After. That's kind of a mess. Um, in fact, my parents just saw that real recently. My dad was saying, hey, we just watched this Mark Wahlberg movie the other day that the plot was really confusing. And I'm like, was it Mile 22? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, yep. It's just kind of like Mark Wahlberg shooting guns the whole movie. Yeah. And you have no idea what the fuck is going on with the plot. But, you know, it's whatever. The Nun. Did you ever see The Nun? I did see The Nun. Pretty fucking scary. Not going to lie. Part of the Conjuring yeah. universe. Yep. Fuck all that. Shocking that you didn't watch that, man. Shocking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm behind. Figured you would have been uh, opening day in the theaters for that one. Yeah, first in line. <laughs> the nun. We're already in October and December, and uh, good. That means I did a pretty good job right. this year. Yeah, I mean, I did see 36 movies in 2018. So um, I think there's one. The last one I think that I was surprised. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm surprised I have seen that, that wasn't. Yeah, I've seen it. Since, then again, but... for movies in November and December, it gets kind of tough just right. because you right. know, you're, you're down there. Um, I have seen it since, and I thought it was pretty good. Not as I don't think he deserved to win Best Actor that year for that, but um, you know. he fucking that's that's neither here nor there to win Best Actor. But uh, fuck that guy. You see Robin Hood. 
No, I did not. Yeah, that one's probably a terrible movie. I heard it was not very good, actually. Mowgli. That was another one. Didn't watch Mowgli either. You know why? I think it's because I had watched The Jungle Book that came out like a couple years prior, and I'm like, why are we making the same exact movie? <laughs> we just saw this movie. Aquaman. I did see Aquaman later. Pretty good. Bumblebee? You didn't see the Bumblebee I movie? I haven't seen Bumblebee. Oh, I actually man. heard Bumblebee's pretty good. Actually, speaking of that, I just watched the Transformers again this past week. Fucking The great. first three? Yeah, great. Oh, God, they're so I won't go good. past those. Uh, Holmes and Watson, did you see the... Will no, Ferrell dude, Johnson but I heard that was really bad. Like, it got totally shit on by a yeah. lot of people. So, yikes. Uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah, that was... That was it. I mean, you you watched a lot of the good ones, so... Well, good. I'm glad I didn't miss any that were, like, blatantly obvious. Like, I remember we were going through our 2014 one, and you're like, you didn't see John Wick? I'm like, yeah, what the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, I, I read that, and I'm like, wait a second. John Why did I not see that movie that year? Terrible. Um... Should we go do our top fives? Let's do our quick? top fives, then I'll do the top ten grossing, and we'll do the awards, and then uh, it'll be Tuesday. <laughs> I'll start with number five, and then you give me your number five. So number five coming in for my top five is A Quiet Place. I went with Fantastic Beast, just because I'm... Not a big surprise there to me. I'm a fucking all-out Harry Potter nerd. Oh, yeah. Number four for me was Creed Two. I had Outlaw King at number four. Oh, good pick. So fucking good pick. Dude, I've watched it like four times. I need to rewatch it's that so, movie. I might wa- watch it today. It's, it's so good. Um, now coming in at number three for me, A Star is Born. I had Deadpool 2. Okay. Coming in at number two for me, Mission Impossible Fallout. See, honestly, I might move Deadpool 2 to four and Outlaw King to three. Yeah. Outlaw King is just kind of outweighing Deadpool 2 right now. Yeah. Uh, for number two, I had Incredibles 2. Okay, good pick. Good pick. Very solid. Um, and for my number one favorite movie of 2018, I had Avengers Infinity War. I had Avengers, Avengers it, Infinity it's, War. It's really hard not to pick that movie for that year, you know? They just... Marvel... I don't really want to say this because it's not necessarily true, but they don't make bad movies. Yeah, I mean, they really don't. The, they, the, they're the, the quote-unquote bad movies in the MCU are still pretty good movies. <laughs> well, everyone shits on like Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp was like the bad ones, and I'm like, but those are still... Like they're the, still really good. The movie for what it is, like you can't compare yeah. it to anything else. Like yeah. it is a good movie. Yeah. So, but yeah, but, so those are our top fives. Can't yep. be any different. So um, number one. Yeah, hit me with the uh, top five highest grossing, right, and then I'll go over the best picture. Nominees. Let's see if you can guess these. Number ten, a movie you did not see, uh, came in at Bohemian Rhapsody at two hundred and sixteen million. I forgot that that movie was that successful. A lot of people like that movie. Yeah, well, Disney absolutely wrecked the box office this year. <laughs> Shocker. So at number nine, Shocker. can you guess number nine? It was a Disney. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep, Ant-Man and the Wasp with 216 as well. Uh, number eight is uh, in your top five. Um, um, not Disney, though. Not Disney in my top five. It Was it Mission Impossible? It was. $220 million for Mission Impossible. Look at me, two for two so far. Wait. Why didn't I see this? So, The Grinch, the animated The Grinch, came out that year. But I didn't see that in the Oh, I haven't seen that movie. But, well, that came in at number seven. Holy fuck. uh, With $270 Dude, those animated movies make so much money. It's ridiculous. Number six is a... It was in my top five. It wasn't Outlaw King. No, because Uh, that was a Netflix original. Deadpool 2? Yep, Deadpool 2. Look at coming, me! Coming Just in at 318 million. Yeah, that was a very successful movie. Uh, number five is the DC Universe that you did not see. Aquaman. Yep. Okay. 335 million. Uh, number four is a movie we you had ranked very low and we both kind of dis- you know, didn't 
care for, and it is a sequel. Jurassic World: Fallen yep. Kingdom. Dude, I'm four hundred and seventeen million. Yeah. If there's one thing that those movies have proven is that they can make a lot of money. Now you're probably going to get stumped, maybe on one and two on this. The top three grossing were all Disney. Can you guess what number three was? It was in my top five. Black Panther. Nope. Fuck. Uh, Incredibles 2. Yep. Incredibles 2 is number three. Can you guess what number two was? Number two is Black Panther. Nope. Fuck. Uh, And it was Disney? It was Disney. Solo. Nope. Fuck. (laughs) Damn it. I was on a streak That's why I said you're going to get one and two confused. What am I I not thinking? It was in both of our top fives. Might have been number one in both of our top fives. Infinity War was Infinity the second Infinity War grossing? was number two with 678. Really? Now, what was number one? Was it Black Panther? Black Panther, 700 Damn. million. Holy shit. I forgot that. So that this is domestic total, This right, is domestic total for the U.S. Because I, I remember thinking, like, there's no way anything would be higher than Infinity War because it was, like, the highest grossing movie in the world at the time in history. But, but that was world, the global box office. Right. That wasn't just domestic. Yeah, dude, Black Panther was a smash hit. 20, 22 million more than Infinity War. Fuck. That's crazy. That's why I said you're going to get one and two mixed up. That's crazy, dude. Holy shit. You know I guess I kind of forget about Incredibles how much money 2 was only 70 million behind Infinity War, which, speaking, 70 million is a shitload of money. Yeah. But still, the next, the, the number, the number four is 417, and the top three were all 600 and above. That's almost ridiculous. 200 million more. Dude, Disney just. Printing money. So those were the uh, top 10 grossing films of 2018. All right. So let me hit you with the Best Picture nominees and then the winner. So Best Picture nominees, you'll recognize some of these titles because they were on my list. Um, One of them is Vice, the Christian Bale, Dick Cheney movie that I was talking about. Um, Another one is A Star is Born, which I thoroughly believe got robbed at the Oscars that year. Um, Another one is Roma, which is directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who... Released, it was a Netflix original movie, like all in black and white, and it was a foreign language um, movie, I believe. Another one was called The Favorite. I have never seen The Favorite or Roma. Um, I think The Favorite is sort of like a Victorian era type movie. Not really positive on that one. Um, another Best Picture nominee was Bohemian Rhapsody. Another one was Black Klansman that I have not seen. That's a Spike Lee movie. Um, Another one, so this is actually pretty crazy. I'm pretty sure this is maybe the first MCU movie to ever get nominated for Best Picture, Black Panther. So apart from making nearly $800 billion of the domestic box office, it got nominated for Best Picture, which is just like you could not be killing it more as a movie. (laughs) And the Best Picture winner in 2018 was a movie called Green Book, which I have still yet to have seen. That's a Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali movie. And I have not seen it, but it won Best Picture. So I don't really have any thoughts or opinions on it because I haven't seen it yet. But anyway, there you go. That's your Best Picture winner for 2018. That's your 2018 movie flashback, ladies and gents. Boom! Any uh, lasting thoughts on any of these movies? Anything you think I rate um, too low or too No, not, not really on any of the movies. Um, Honestly, when I'm looking at this... I kind of disagree with you. I think 2018 was a pretty good year for movies, to be Well, I mean, honest. like, besides your list, like, outside of movies yeah. you didn't see. There, there is one was... thing I'll say, and I, I said it a couple times as we were going down the list. Man, there was a lot of, like, mediocre sequels that came yeah. out in 2018. Like, just a lot of them. So that's kind of disappointing. But there was a lot of really good movies that came out, too. So that's all yes. you can kind of hope for. Um, yeah, so there you go. So the next time we do this, it'll be the 2019 movie flashback. And I do have a 2020 movie flashback, although that episode will be very strange since 
basically zero movies came out during 2020. So, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one. But we'll probably do a couple other random episodes before we get back to another movie flashback. But, um, yeah, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm, I was happy to talk movies again, like yes. I always am. Well, and let us know what you think of the new logo, the new look. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Maybe one day you guys will support us so much, we'll start our own merch line. Merch. Could you imagine having like a Just Browsing Just hat? Browsing t-shirts and shit? Dude, I'd fucking love that. Dude, Just Browsing socks. I mean, we, we can do whatever, man. <laughs> I think hats and shirts and sweatshirts is probably where you want to start, maybe. Dude. I'm going to make it just browsing. Like shorts, uh, if you really want to do that, you can do shorts too. Eh, probably just like a sweatshirt and shirts. Sweat, and sweatshirt and t-shirt, yeah. Those are like your pinnacles of merchandise. Right, right. Maybe a keychain here and there, you know, cool. magnet. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, a mug, coffee mug, maybe? Coffee mug. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a movie. Um, a movie, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> could, could you imagine? You made a real big leap there. So what's your just browsing movie going to be on? It's going to be a movie on every episode we've ever covered. It's going to have something from every single episode. They're like, so it's just going to be a bunch of random shit. Like, yeah. The movie's called Just Browsing. Just Browsing to A random shit. shit story. Yeah. And was, wow. And it's going to be top 10 in the box office. Like that. I'll direct it. You can write it. Okay. We'll see how <laughs> that goes. We'll get to work on the screenplay after, the, after we turn the mics off. No. Um, yeah. Thanks for... Uh, Tuning in if you haven't watched or watched. I keep saying watched. We need to just start making some like videoed podcasts so people can see us in our interactions. Or maybe not. In my tiny kitchen with yeah. a cage behind you because yeah. I had to lock my dog up before. Yeah. No. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's Aliens episode, go give that a go give that a listen. Yeah. I want to say view every time. <laughs> go view it. Go, go, go sit there go and view our it. Yeah, go stream our beautiful artwork for at least a minute. Uh, But no, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back with who knows what next week. Something random, Um, probably. Something something random. (laughs) Probably related to just browsing, because we're just browsing for uh, good ideas. Yeah, exactly. So thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll be back uh, in a week or so. Yeah, until next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.